Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Some translation says, so you can be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Father, we thank you for your word, that your word is awesome, living and true. Lord God, it's life-giving, life-changing. It's active, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we just pray that you would open up your word to us tonight. Lord, anoint me as I present your word. Lord, uh, open up our ears, our hearts, our spirits, our minds to receive your word and the grace to apply it. Thank you for this time together. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. We see here at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis that one of the main purposes that God blesses us is so we can be a blessing to others. Amen. Now you know why I was so excited and wanted to play that song again. Like I said, it's so awesome how, how the Lord does that. Obviously the Lord, and let me say this before I go any further tonight. I believe that is one of, if not the main reason that God blesses us with a multitude of things, and we'll get into that in a minute, Uh, not just material things, but he blesses us so we can be a blessing to others. Now, in saying that, the Lord also blesses us with things and health and wholeness and fun, so we can enjoy him as well too, amen? How many of y'all know that God, the Father, does want us to enjoy life? Amen? How many fathers I have in here? Let me see your hand. If you are a father, you have children. Okay, don't you like blessing your children? You know, obviously, I always say this. You give them, you give them food, your children food and, and clothes and a, and a roof over their head and, and thankful that we're blessed with heaters and blankets, especially this time of year. And so we provide those things that they need. But as a father, don't you love just providing something that your kids just want just to have fun? Maybe a toy or a video game or to take them to a football game or hunting or fishing or something just to see the enjoyment. I believe the Lord blesses us. I just want to say that right away that, that you know, so we can enjoy life. Amen? He does. But, but what we see here, what he tells Abram is, is the main reason that he blessed Abram before he was even Abraham. He said, I, have, I will bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Now, this word is not limited to financial blessing, although it does include that, which we'll look at a little more thoroughly in a minute. Because we see in verse 5 and then later in chapter 13, the Bible makes it clear that Abram was a very wealthy man. He was with livestock and silver and gold. He was a very wealthy man. But God blesses us in so many ways. I'll just list a few here as I was preparing. This is not an exhaustive list, but, you know, if you're blessed with health, with strength and energy, the Lord wants to bless you has blessed you so you can bless others that may not have these and can't do for themselves. Amen. As we praying for those that are, that are recovering, that are sick or recovering from sickness, you know what? You, you might be in total health right now with strength and energy and, you know, God has blessed us with, with good health. Amen. And that's God's will. You know, uh, the apostle Paul prayed that you'd be in good health and prosper even as your soul prospers. That's the Lord's will. But you know what? If you've been blessed with good health, Part of that is so, yes, you can go work and make a living, but you can bless others when they're not feeling so healthy. Amen? If you're blessed with a nice home, God wants you to show hospitality to others, as it says in Romans 12, 13, and Hebrews 13, 2. Matter of fact, in Hebrews, you can put up uh, Hebrews 13, 2 real quick, and actually it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some have done this and have entertained angels without realizing it. 
Amen? I think we forget that verse is in the Bible. Be, be careful whenever, come on, Miss Clara, Miss Clara's tracking with me. Be careful whenever, you know, you, you, somebody needs help or to show hospitality to, to a stranger. And, and, and I'm going to tell you in a little while about the opportunity we had last year being able to do this. And we were talking to our kids about it. And, and like, you, you never know until we get to heaven. You might ever see those people again. You might get to heaven and realize it wasn't a human being at all. That's what the Bible says. Amen. So if you have a home, if you have a home, a nice home, you know, God has blessed you with that home, obviously, for a roof over your head, but also to show hospitality to, to bless others. Amen. If you're blessed with wisdom, some of us are blessed with, with, with wisdom and greater wisdom, maybe in a certain area of life. God has blessed you with wisdom so you can share that wisdom and bless others in their area. An older gentleman, maybe you're in business or maybe, you know, you have a mom, an older mom that's been further down the road and have kids and have, you know, you can share the wisdom of motherhood or or fatherhood or a businessman or, you know, I'm thankful for Pastor Todd and Brother Francis sharing their wisdom with me uh, as they've been pastor in many more years before. It's a blessing that they share that wisdom with me. Amen? Come on, if you got wisdom in certain areas, God has given you that to bless others. If you're blessed, listen, and I know I might get stoned for saying this, but if you're blessed with some time, some free time, come on, everybody's like, what's, what's, you can't put those two words together. What's free time? Well, <clears throat> you might be in a season of life where you do have a little extra time. And listen, maybe you can help others. Amen. Maybe you can. I, I'm so thankful when when we had twins and then we had another baby 13 months later that people, when they had free time, they came help us with some babies. Amen. Come on. Look, the mama's out here. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Preach that, brother. When people have a little free time. Come on. If you're blessed with some extra time, <clears throat> bless somebody else with it. Amen. We've all been blessed with gifts, right? The Bible says us we've all been blessed with spiritual gifts. Those gifts are to help others, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. We have been blessed so we can help others, amen, with spiritual gifts. And listen, and this is not exhaustive, but I end up with the most important thing. How many of y'all have been blessed by hearing the gospel message tonight? Come on, we've been blessed with salvation, with redemption, to bless others with the gospel message, Amen. So God has blessed us. Come on, this is the name of my message tonight. It's blessed to be a blessing. I know that that's not a first time you've heard that. We've all heard that, and it's a. But we're we're blessed to be. A, when I was reading that this this morning, it just reminded me of this that we are blessed specifically to be a blessing. So, Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, verses one and two in the message it says, "Be generous, invest in acts of charity." Charity yields high returns. Don't hoard your goods. Spread them around. Be a blessing to others. Believe in the message, it says it. Be a blessing to others. <clears throat> so as I read this, in what manner should we bless others? I, I, I believe in 1 Timothy 6, verses 17 uh, through 19, the Apostle Paul speaking to young pastor Timothy uh, uh, shared in what manner, and he's speaking now before, let me, let me kind of preface this here. He's speaking, he gives a command specifically to the rich, to rich people. Now, once again, I know he was talking, but listen, you don't have to, don't, don't check out right now and say, oh, well, well, brother Brandon, I ain't rich. So you know what? This don't apply to me. Yes, it does. We've been richly blessed in other ways. Amen. We might not have to be rich according to financial needs. And I know specifically Paul was talking about this, but I know it applies to every area of our lives. Let's read First Timothy uh, chapter 6, beginning verse 17. I'm going to read this in the New King James Version. It says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, 
but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. We can stop right there and say, again, we see, especially those that are in the oil field, you know, me and my buddy that I work out with, you know, this morning we were talking about that, that, you know, it, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, like the oil field, for the, those of you oil field workers, we know when the oil field's good, it's good. Amen. But when it's not, it's not. And that's why Paul encourages those that are, that are wealthy or rich or, or maybe make, do good not to trust in that because those kind of things, you know, can fall out from under us. Amen. That's why we need to remember that the Lord is our provider, not our employer, not the government. He is our provider. Amen. But then he goes on. Is this what I want to hone in in right now on this, this verse? Let them do good that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. In these verses, once again, Paul is giving instruction to young Timothy. You know, once again, you don't have to be rich to bless others. You just need to be blessed. Come on, let me say that again. You don't need to be rich to bless others. You just need to be blessed. Let me see. Uh, let me take a poll again. How many on here tonight are blessed? One way or another, you bless. Let me give you a heads up. If you're breathing right now, you're blessed. If your heart's still pumping right now, you're blessed. If you was able to drive to church and walk and sit and stand up, you're blessed. Amen. If you have a house to go home to with a heater and a blanket tonight, you're blessed. Amen. So listen, once again, even though he was specifically talking to the rich, we're, we're richly blessed in so many other ways. Amen. So tonight I want to look at these four things and what manner we should bless others. And I'm going to, as I was studying this, I started studying it and, and, and breaking down. And I think there's meanings. I'm not by any means, I, you know, I, I'm going to give you some, some Greek meanings. I'm not even going to try to give you the, the Greek pronunciation of the word because I don't even pronunciate the word pronunciation good. So I know those Greek words a bit. I'll give you the meaning because it's very insightful. When you look at the word of God, when you begin to study the word of God, you know, when they translate a word like love or judge into the English, the same word judge. I was talking to this, uh, about this to a lady on the phone the other day, like a word judge where it says, oh, don't judge. Don't, well, that word judge has a few different meanings. It could be judge or condemned to hell, but it could mean judge like, Hey, brother, I see, you know, you got sin in your life. So love, we know there's, you know, the phileo love, agape love. So I'm going to break down some the, these words to give you the greater insight of the manner we should be looking to bless others. Amen? Are y'all still tracking with me? So number one, in what manner should we do? Just straight from this scripture, he says, let them do good. Let them do good in verse 18. When Paul instructed the people to do good, he used a compound Greek word that means good and beneficial. Listen to this. It's the most common word in the New Testament for work, presenting the idea of someone who is very active. Are you very active in blessing others? When they are compound together, these words, the word means to do works that are good, beneficial, excellent, profitable, and helpful to others. See, that gives it a little more meaning than just do good, brother. Because some of the times we, we, when the Bible says do good, we have the attitude, well, that's good enough. It says do good, that's good enough. That's not what this word means, amen? It says good, beneficial, excellent, profitable, or helpful to others. These are deeds that li- leave people, listen to this, in better condition than they were before the deed was performed. When you bless somebody, is that person in a better shape than they were before you blessed them? That's a good indication if it was if it was a true blessing or not the picture is one who really works at doing good not one who lazily thoughtlessly performs these acts 
We are instructed to be thoughtful, serious, and fervent about our giving. Now, let me just give you an example when we're talking about giving financially. You know, I remember Pastor Todd saying this, uh, you know, a while back to us, I think here maybe, you know, um, in a department head meeting. But I know he, I think he said it's from the pulpit before, too. That's why when, when you give, when you give, say, a financial seed like we did on Sunday with Brother Mike, you know, you, you need to be prayerful and thoughtful about where you're giving that seed. And that you want to make sure that 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 seed is going to truly bless somebody. Listen, and, and I don't want to I don't want to knock anybody. If you've done this, it's great. I know your heart's in the right place and whatnot. But like, for example, when like the 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 um, earthquake hit Haiti a couple years ago, and then the tsunami uh, hit, you know, uh, where was it? Sri Lanka, one of those Asian countries. I forget where it was. But you know, a lot of times, and it's great. These commercials will come on, and they say, "Hey, you know, text this number to donate, you know, ten twenty dollars." And that's all great, but you really don't know where that money's going. You see, whenever Pastor Todd brings in a missionary like Brother Mike or Fabian Gretchen, Iraq, or, or, you know, Brother Larry Myers, Mexico Ministries, you know, we bring, we're, we're in connection. We're in fellowship with these ministries. And so we know truly, as we talk about this tonight, if you've sowed a seed on Sunday, you're truly going to bless those kids in Guatemala. Amen. You're truly going to bless them. And they'll go further. I, I, it's a blessing to see after the first service, half of those, those, those kids' pictures were gone. The sponsorships, and I'm sure they probably, I'm sure they, they probably sponsored all the kids that were up here. You truly, if you, if you sponsored a kid in Guatemala, that $35 a month is truly going to bless those kids. Amen. If you plan on, I'm a, a little plug for the mission trip right now. If you, if you haven't, if you're considering or praying or haven't considered going on that mission trip to Guatemala, I'm telling you, just your presence on that campus will greatly bless those children will greatly bless those kids. You'll be blown away. My father-in-law, CJ, he's going back. Matter of fact, he's going to be one of the guys working on the, on the hospital plumbing and whatnot. And, and, you know, Brother Mike said that and he said it. You know, a lot of these guys will get out there and like, okay, we're going to work. We're going to plumb all this. We're going to do this work. And Mike's like, this is great. You know, they work 12. They want to work 12, 16 hours a day to knock out the job. But it doesn't take long as they're on that, on that campus where these little kids start running up to them and grabbing their legs and hugging them, and loving on them, that these big, burly, working men that wanted to work 12 hours a day are like, hey, man, can we go play with the kids for a little while? And and Brother Mike's like, absolutely, man, absolutely. I know you're here to work, but go love on the kids. Man, I'm telling you, my wife and I have, have, have had the privilege of going there a few years ago, and it really, it's it's amazing. Every time I take my wife to one of these Central American countries, it messes her up. She's, she's, she's we're there Sunday, and she's looking at me like, I want to go, I want to go, you know, but it's true because you, you, you see, you truly can, uh, you know, bless somebody. So be thoughtful, be intentional. And that even if it's Guatemala, but here in the States on a daily basis, be thoughtful. Don't just, you know, randomly just throw you my, oh yeah, I bless them and I bless them. Be thoughtful. Do it with the spirit of excellence. Amen. Be thoughtful, serious, fervent. That word means to be, when it says to do good, let, let it not be just don't, don't, don't do it. That is good enough, but be fervent. And, and, and that, remember that. Has it, has that person been in a better condition after than when you first blessed them? Amen. So number one, Paul tells us to do good. Number two, he says, be rich in good works. You see, so that's good right here. If we're, if you're in a category like me and you're not rich, you don't have to be rich. He says, be rich in good works. Amen. Cause he says, he's speaking to the rich. He said, but tell them, you know what? Don't worry about your, your, how much money you have in the bank. Be rich in good works. And whatever the Lord has richly blessed you, bless others in that way. Amen? The word rich in the Greek 
describes an incredible and abundance, extreme wealth, and enormous influence. This is the kind of, remember, good works he's talking about. To describe the level of works they are to perform, Paul uses the word good. This is the Greek word that describes something that is sound, healthy, fine, or excellent. Once again, see that word again, excellent. It describes something sound, healthy, fine, or excellent. These are excellent works. Amen? So when he says do good works, another word he'll put it is do excellent works. You know, let me stop right there and say, you know, we just got back from a conference last week. I'm sure some of you all saw on Facebook, pastors and some of the staff was at a conference. And we were talking about this again. You know, as born-again believers, as Christians representing the King of Kings, the Most High, do you, do you know that, that we should be striving to do everything with the spirit of excellence? On your job, the way you handle your finances, everything. I mean, listen, the way you keep up your house, you know, uh, the way you're a steward of whatever you have. We're representing Jesus, y'all, King Jesus. We should do everything with the spirit of excellence. You can say that these are works that are done soundly and that leave the recipient, once again, in a healthy position. A healthy position is what he said. You know, do good works. When you do something, once again, what is the recipient receiving? Is it something excellent? Is it something healthy? Is it something fine? You know, as, as I talked about hospitality, I almost got ahead of myself, but I thought about it. And, and, and you know, and, and before I tell this story, I'm not saying this to brag on myself or my wife. Or I, we, this is all glory to God. Just the Lord gave us an opportunity last winter to truly bless somebody. January of last year, matter of fact, it was it was the same. It was a Friday morning that men's uh, encounter was starting. If y'all remember last year, you remember how the, it was icy and everything was the roads were iced over and everything. Um, well, we live right down the road and the road right in front of us. There's really no shoulder on the road. So the roads are iced over and I have a, a big ditch in the front yard. Well, uh, we're in the living room and we can hear some skidding on the road like somebody was losing control. And sure enough, this this young guy had went off the road and he went into my ditch. And so right when we saw it, it's like, oh, man, I went, I threw on my, my coat, and I ran outside, another neighbor came out, and we did our best to try to pull the guy or push the guy's car out of the ditch. But the ditch is so steep, he couldn't. You know, his car was just was caught, and we couldn't get him out of the ditch. So, you know, we tried, and he couldn't. Cops ended up showing up. Um, he said, listen, man, you know, the only way you're going to get this thing out is, 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 is by a record. As a matter of fact, I think my neighbor even tried to hook up his truck and get him out and couldn't. So he said, we're going to have to hook up a record. So the co- cops called the record and the cop goes back into his car in his warm car. And, and this young man, he was a big guy. He's a young man, but a really big guy. I mean, taller than me, probably six something, real big guy. He's just standing, you know, and it was kind of raining, sleeting and he's standing. He asked if he can come onto my porch. I said, yeah, you know, not a problem. And it didn't take long for us as we go back in our warm house. The cop goes back in his warm car. Me and Cassie started talking like, man, we need to ask this guy to come in if he wants to come in. So sure enough, we asked him to come in the house. We offered him some coffee. He said, man, I'd love some coffee. He was on his way to work and he was, he was kind of hurrying. So we, we asked him to come in the house, let him sit down, warm up, gave him some coffee. So we just began to talk to him. Shot of the loan. He said he grew up in church and he was a music minister and what that, but kind of, kind of went off the path. You know, it's, it's funny in the natural, it was kind of symbolic. He went off the path in the road, but in his life, he was kind of, you know, uh, you know, off, off the path that God wanted him to be in. So as we there, we're just talking to him. I said, man, can I, can I pray for you? You mind if, if we pray for you? He said, man, no, not at all. And I'm telling you, this is big guy, six foot something, big guy. We lay hands on this young man, begin to pray. And he just begins to start crying. Tears just start coming down his face, you know, and it was just, not only were we able to bless him, you know, as I was thinking about this today, you know, this, this blessed our children. 
for our children to see, like, you know what, this guy needed some help. We brought him in our home, gave him some coffee. And then it went on that once the record got there and told him how much it was, he's like, man, I don't, I don't have any money. He's like, I'm, I'm literally, I just moved here from out of town. And, you know, you hear stories all the time, but just as sincere this guy was when we talked to him and prayed for him, he said, man, is there any way, could you help me out? Man, I'll pay you back. You know, I'll pay you back. I said, you know what, man? We'll help you out. And we just went ahead and paid for his record and everything. And, and I, I, I kind of had a feeling I'd probably not see the guy again. I said, man, even don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about paying back. Consider it a blessing from the Lord. Amen. You know, it was just an opportunity to bless this young man. And you know what? The, the truth is I haven't seen him again. You know, but I, I, me and we were talking about that with our kids the other day. One of the, I forgot who had brought it up. One of the kids brought it up about that incident. And then I started sharing the scripture with him. I said, you know, the Bible says when you do that, you could be entertaining angels. I said, you never know. We might get to heaven and that, that might, that might have been an angel. Amen. And then like my son first born, it just, he's like, well, do angels cry? And could they cry? I'm like, look, I don't know about all that, buddy. I just, he might have been, he could have been a human. I'm just telling you, you know, I don't know the theology behind that of angels cry or not, you know, and all that. But just to say, you know, I was a great, it's all glory to God, but we had a great opportunity to bless somebody. We had a warm home, hide coffee, and God had blessed us with the resources to be able to pay for his record. Amen. All right. Number three. Be ready to give. The Bible says to be, the third thing Paul says is be ready to give. Let's look at this little phrase, these three combined words right here in the Greek. The first describes a feeling, listen to this, this is cool, to be ready to give, not just ready like, oh yeah, I got some extra dollars and I'm ready to give or I'm ready if, you know, for a mission trip. But listen to what it means. It actually describes the feeling of elation and ecstasy. It is what a person feels when he is simply thrilled about something. That's what Paul was talking about, being ready to give. Be, be thrilled about giving. Be excited. It is where we get the word euphoria. That's how, that's how far Paul was going with this. He's saying be, be ecstatic about giving. The second part means uh, with or about. And the third part simply means to give. So once these three words are compounded together, the new word literally means that those who possess a lot of material resources or whatever you have, should I say, should be elated, thrilled, and euphoric about every opportunity they have to give. That's what it means to be ready to give. Amen? You on cloud nine and can't wait to help somebody out. And when you get a chance, and how many of y'all that know that? Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. We all know that. How good do you feel when you bless somebody, right? Right? You, 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 you know, when, when that, when, when we had that opportunity last year, that was a blessing. When you get to bless somebody and you see how much it, it touched this young man and, and that God was glorified and it blessed our kids, you know, we, we should be ready with an elation and excitement to give. Amen? And number four, number four, be willing to share. Now this is, this is, you know, one is be ready to give. That's the euphoric elation and th- thrilling uh, manner. But, but this is where the rubber meets the road. Be willing to share. This is what Paul says in the fourth part. This phrase is a picture of a person, listen to this, who is a champion at sharing what he owns. This person doesn't begrudgingly share what he owns. He liberally, generously, and joyfully shares it. He is big-hearted and open-handed. This is a heroic giver. Therefore, when Paul says, be willing to share, he's teaching us that we should be champion givers. Amen? Come on, so many people nowadays, we all, we, we, you know, we, especially us men, we're competitive. We want to be champions of a lot of things, right? When I play uh, my little boy in Madden on the Wii, I want to win. I want to be the champion. It's like, okay, buddy, it's tied one to one. Each one a game. Let's, let's, let's go to championship round. 
And he's nine years old. He's better at it than me. He usually beats me, you know. So I'm like one, you know, we want our teams to be the champion, right? We want, you know, in the Super Bowl, which has been a while since our team has been the champion. But next year, we always, next year, hopefully we can be the champion. How many people do you know inspire or aspire to be champion givers? Paul said, be willing to share. Be a champion. He said, be a heroic giver. Be a hero in your giving. That's powerful. Amen? Be a hero in your giving. You know, looking at all four of these, when we put all four of these together, it can be said this. All four of these points from, all, uh, from, from verse uh, 18 out of 1 Timothy 6, as we saw. Let me just summarize it. He says this. Work diligently at richly performing good deeds with the resources God has given you, with your blessings, right? Put your whole heart into using those resources to leave people in better shape than they were before you acted on their behalf. You should be elated, thrilled, and euphoric about every opportunity you have to give. You should be excited about every chance that presents itself for you to be generous. That's a summary and an overview of what Paul was telling young Timothy to teach his church. And so when I say, you know, you're, we're blessed to be a blessing, that's, that's expounding on the word what it means to bless somebody. Amen? How and what manner should we bless other people? Now, we already know that the, it starts with God blessing us. And how many of y'all know a true blessing? John Maxwell said, you know, a true blessing is something that you don't deserve anyway, right? If it's a blessing, we don't deserve it. You, you can't earn a blessing, right? A true blessing is something we do not deserve. Like we talked about, salvation, redemption. We don't, none of us deserve that. But that's a true blessing. So we know it starts with that. But you know, when you bless somebody, the cycle continues. Amen? The cycle continues. First Peter 3, 8 through 12. This is in the message, in the, in the message Bible. It says, summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you. No exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp tongue sarcasm. Listen to what he says. Instead, bless. That's your job. Isn't that good? That's your job is to bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Amen? So it starts with God blessing us, but don't we know that reaping and sowing is a kingdom principle. Amen? We shouldn't bless others Hoping that, oh man, I wonder when my blessing's coming back around the corner. That, that shouldn't be the case. But it's a kingdom principle. You will reap what you sow. And if you make it a habit of blessing others, of giving to others, not just your finances, like I said, your time, your energy, your wisdom, your gifts. So, I mean, the list could go on and on and on, right? We can, we can, you know, go on with that. But you know, he said, listen, our job is to bless. We'd be a blessing. And then he also said, that we would get a blessing. Listen, I watched a video on Facebook, uh, I don't know, a while back. Some of y'all maybe have seen this video, but I want to show it right now just to drive this point home because it's, it's a very, I, I believe, a powerful video. I, it, it made me tear up about a month ago or so when I watched it. I was, I would look forward and was watching it again today and it, and it got me again. So we can go ahead and roll that and just to drive this point home tonight. Isn't that good? The little boy that he blessed 30 years before ended up being the doctor turned around and blessed them tremendously. Amen? But that's the power of blessing other people. You never know. You know, this man obviously had a heart for forgiving, and 
you know, not only gave to this little boy and paid for his soup, I mean, paid for his medicine that he stole and gave him soup. And you could tell he would, you know, give to the homeless. And 30 years later, never know that little poor boy grew up to be a doctor that would save his life and pay his debt. Amen. I'm going to close where we began uh, this evening with Abram. If you if you're still in Genesis, I want to go over one chapter to Genesis. <coughs> excuse me. Genesis chapter 13. And I want to begin reading in verse uh, 8. And just to set up the story, as Abram and, and Lot, uh, his nephew, uh, they, had, they were both wealthy and they had both accumulated a lot of uh, livestock. So they had a lot of animals and a lot of people, f- relatives, families, and a lot of tents. So the Bible says that the land uh, couldn't, couldn't hold them all. That area couldn't hold all the, the people and the livestock they had. So their herdsmen, the guys that were working for Abram and, and Lot, started arguing because there wasn't enough room. So we'll pick up the story there. In Genesis 13 and verse 8, it says, Finally, Abram said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us and our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then take the land on the, uh, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go left. Lot took a long look over the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zorah. The whole area was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan and Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area was extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. Verse 14. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. I am giving you this, all this land. As far as you can see to you and to your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants like the dust of the earth. They cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. As I read that this morning, something popped out at me. You know, Abram wanting to bless his nephew, wanted to give. He said, listen, I'll give you a choice of the land. Whatever side you want to go, you look. And and you notice Lot took the better portion of land, right? They refer to it as the garden of the Lord, the garden of Eden. He said, you know, I'm going to give you whatever choice. you." He gave him a choice of, of, of the land. And then right after that, the Lord blessed him with all the land. Amen. What I'm trying to say is you cannot give God. If you give, if you give like that, like Abram did and said, listen, nephew, you, you, you can have what you want, man. There was nothing selfish in him. He just wanted to give and bless him. When you give that way, you cannot give God. He gave him a choice of the land. God gave him all the land. We are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Why don't you stand up with me as we close in prayer tonight? Come on, let's pray. Come on, I know all of us in here, like I said, we all know that 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 we're blessed in, in one in one way or the other. So let's just let's let's start out tonight as we as we close. Let's start out by praying and just again, let's just reflect. Come on, why don't you bow your heads with me? As you know, the old saying goes, let's count our blessings. Amen. Come on, let's count our blessings. We have so much 
to be thankful for. We have so many blessings. Like I said, we, we live in a country where we're free to worship, where we can go. We, we, we're blessed with our homes, our vehicles, this, this beautiful church to come to and, and worship. We're blessed with a great worship team, with great pastor, with, you know, a, a great staff. You know, we're, we're, you know, brothers and sisters around us, our, 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 those of us that married with our, 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 our spouse, our children. So, so thankful. We have so much to come on. Just begin to thank the Lord right now. Lord, you have blessed us so much. Lord, I know I, I'll be the first to say I've, I've taken my blessings for granted sometimes, Lord. I've taken my blessings for granted. And I pray, Lord, that you would forgive me for that. Come on, some of y'all might want to pray along the same line. Sometimes we don't stop long enough. We take our, with God has blessed us with for granted. Father, I'm sorry. I pray that you forgive me. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us, as Paul said, to learn to be content and with whatever state that we're in. Lord, you've blessed us with so much. Lord, help us to not long and hunger and look and and desire more, but to be content with the blessings you've given us. Now, come on, let's begin to switch our prayer to, to have a desire to bless others. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you give us a heart that is ready and eager, Lord God, excited, elated about giving, Lord God, giving with excellence, blessing people that, Lord God, it would change them, that that we would give ourselves away so you can use us, Lord God, that we pour ourselves out before you, Lord, with our time, with our resources, with our finances, with our love, with our energy, our strength our wisdom, whatever it may be, Lord, a car. Come on, you might be blessed with a car to to, to give other people a ride to to work or to church. Lord, I pray. Lord, right now, come on, begin to ask the Lord. Come on, we we still got a little bit of time. I want you to ask the Lord right now. Come on, let's let's make an altar where where you at. Nobody looking around, every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, let's just ask the Lord right now. Lord, show me someone that I can bless tomorrow. Lord, show me one person that I can bless. Maybe somebody will come to your mind right now. If not, continue to pray that this evening and tomorrow as you get up, as you go to work. Come on, begin to have those spiritual antennas up to that, 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 you know, life is not all about us. Life is not all about us. We can be so self-centered and selfish. I'm guilty as charged. I have both my hands up, starting with me. I know me and my flesh dwells no good thing. Come on, let's pray. Lord, show us who we can bless tonight. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your boss or co-worker. Come on, somebody that you know could, could use a blessing. It might not be financial. It might just be a hug. It might be a phone call. It might be a text. It might be you offering to help them around their house. I don't know, whatever it might be. Come on, let's begin to ask the Lord to show us. Holy Spirit, Lord, quicken in our spirits who it is that we can bless. Maybe even tonight tomorrow, the days ahead, Father God, whether it's kids in Guatemala, uh, the Gretches in Iraq, or somebody right here in our household, in our neighborhood, Lord God, in, in our church, in our community. Lord, we know we've been blessed so we can be a blessing to others. Lord, use us. Give us that, that, that heart and that spirit of giving, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed remain. As I said earlier, the greatest thing that we can ever be blessed with is salvation. The greatest blessing we could ever receive is the salvation of God. Through his son, Jesus Christ, the Lord came, he died on the cross to bless us with a relationship with him and eternal life. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed, still praying. Come on, if you saved in here, I want you to just begin to pray. Come on, tonight if you say, well, you know what, Brandon, I've, I've, I've never received the free gift of salvation, the blessing of salvation. I don't know if I'm right with God. 
Maybe you don't feel blessed because you're not connected with the Lord right now. Come on, if you say, Brandon, I'm not right with God. I'm not sure that I would be blessed with eternal life. Come on, the greatest blessing is not even here on this earth. It's spending eternity with Jesus. If you say tonight, Brandon, I'm not sure if I spend eternity with God. If I close my eyes tonight and don't wake up, I don't know where I'm at, where I'm going to spend eternity. If that's you, I want you to just slip your hand up and I want to pray for you. If that's you tonight, come on, you say, I need to get right with God, Brandon. I need to get right with the Lord. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for those, Lord God, that, are, that, 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 that need you right now. Lord God, for a touch in their life. Come on. Lord, I pray that you would touch every person right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that every heart would be softened in here. That, Lord, we would greatly not, the, the, the greatly not take our salvation for granted. But that every day we have a, a, a heart and a gratefulness of the great blessing of salvation. Father, thank you for dying for us on the cross. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for blessing us so much, Lord God, that we can be a blessing to others. Lord, I pray you would continue to bless those that are here tonight as they go back home, Lord, as they go to school and work uh, 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 tomorrow. Father, in all that they do, I pray that your hand of blessing would continue to be upon them. Just as Jabez prayed, and listen, I encourage you to pray, Lord, bless me indeed. And expand my territory. Amen. Come on. Jabez prayed that, prayed that in the, and the Bible says that the Lord heard his, his, his prayer and granted his prayer. Amen. Because you know what? When you have a heart to bless others, God will bless you and he will honor that prayer. Amen. Amen.